Yes. <laughs> Sports reports is ordered. Back by popular demand. Mr. Logical. Two five. And we break bread, Yerk. ribs, and hundred dollar bills. <laughs> Tonight. Yerk. The Bidens do it again. Always ignoring the lady champs. What's up with that? Oakland got a reverse boycott. They said, don't leave. Just make him sell. And I just want to know why three times the fans came there then come to the games during the regular schedule without a boycott. It don't make sense. 27,000 of y'all showed up when you averaged like 8,000. Then, me and Mr. Logical, we're going to play GM. NBA free agency is coming up. We got the draft next week. So what would we do if we were GM for a day? And then Mr. Logical going to ruffle some feathers. I'm not even going to get nothing off my chest. I'm just going to say like one sentence. And then Mr. Logical going to go bang, bang early. It might happen early, you know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing crazy, though. Nothing crazy. Just, just, you know, some things. Just, you know what I mean? You just got to get off. You know, you got to get off your chest early sometimes. Yeah, you just got to get off your chest early sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So, Mr. Logical. Yes, what's the word? Yo, I mean, like, I want to thank the, uh, I want to thank the, the, the McGuire Air Force Base for giving us a four-day weekend. I didn't even know about it till Monday. So that's a bonus. So I'll be chilling. Uh, like I said, I got some lacrosse this weekend. Uh, you know, just searching for more ideas. I might have to might have to talk lacrosse because we don't want to just be making up topics like you know a lot of our sports <laughs> groups do. <laughs> we want to have something real. You know, well, it's you know, cool so- to have a hypothetical thing every once in a while. Like the GM part, we're gonna do is but we, these are things tangible things we want to do. But real quick, nothing to get off my chest. But listen, if y'all watching the podcast. <laughs> If you got a TV show and your assistants and your producers and your PAs and they're watching the show and they're getting ideas and then they're funneling them to your ears, just shout us out. Yo, I was talking because to Because I didn't hear anybody say anything about Messi till I said it a couple weeks ago as far as like, I think every MLS team should pay part of his contract because yeah. of the record attendance so forth and so on. And yes. it just so happens that the Miami Football Club is doing that. Yo, I was, talking to, I was talking to somebody yesterday and, you know, it resonates just because I'm wearing this jersey. Um, you know, they go, um, so before y'all record, how long do y'all pre-meet for? Like, like, do y'all, like, like do y'all just like say lines to each other? Like, yo, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that, and then you come through. And I and I just, I was like, practice? You talking about <laughs> practice? <laughs> Ain't no practice up in here. We live, baby. We just do this. But, Mr. Logic, I was thinking about this, right? And you know, Biggie used to always say UPS is hiring. Is the White House hiring? Because I feel like they need us on the staff. They keep missing the champs. They they inviting everybody. They 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 are are killing the, the simplest sports task. Like (laughs) this ridiculous stuff. President Biden, Dr. Jill, we will do this for you. We will set up the invites. 
We will invite the correct champion. We will acknowledge that somebody won a championship before the Las Vegas Knights in Las Vegas. We'll make sure you stand there and get the jersey and the Air Force helmet and the football, take the picture, and then leave instead of just getting the jersey and just walking off without telling anyone. <laughs> did that a few weeks ago. So, so, just, does, the, so does, the WNBA, does the WNBA not count? Yo, it counts. As a major like, people professional need to stop, sport? People need to stop disrespecting women's sports just all around. And, and like, so we'll get Shout out it. to Asia Wilson. But not, it, my, it not my daughter, but you know the basketball <laughs> player. But it counts, man. It's like it's the political <laughs> pandering is a thing that just happens all the time, and, yes. and it will. As long as you need people to vote to support you, you're gonna pander to a certain group. Colleges do it with boosters. Um, religious leaders do it with their congregations. Like, hey, I need. XYZ from you. You do it with your your job. Like you work to a certain level because your effort and energy goes to you getting paid. I understand that premise. But keep it authentic. Keep it intelligent. Keep it realistic. Stop just doing stuff just for the sake of this will look good. Just do and say the right thing. Say the common sense thing. Have the argument. Like, make statements that make sense and have the argument. Invite the champion. That's the process. And I get that a lot of teams didn't want to go to White House when Trump was in office, but some teams went. I don't, you know, it depends on the coach, GM, or owner's political affiliation. A lot of times, you know, you end up there. But that's happened before. I'm pretty sure it happened a long time. People don't wear their gold medals because they get upset with the United States or whatever country they're from. It happens. You're allowed to make your stance. You're allowed to be political. But well, like, you know, the, the it, sky, right? like the how did you get into this wrong? The sky met with Obama when they won. That's what I'm saying. So, I like, mean, you can from Chicago, that. but so that makes sense, I guess. You know. I mean, yeah. So you you have the home teams. I remember uh, George Bush. Was excited. I think a team from Texas, a team from Texas won, or a team from Texas lost, and he had to like still meet with the other team, or whatever. But it's just, it's all in good fun. It's a fun thing. It shouldn't be politicized. But you definitely got to get it right. I mean, like somebody's running the Twitter, like, hey, POTUS, hold on. Like, this other team won it last year. It wasn't like they won it in 97. We forgot, like, when the WNBA started, he forgot about it. But they are a professional league. They have professional contracts. Asia Wilson has a shoe deal. Like, I think she's on her third Nike Cosmic shoe. It's like, it's these are, like, professional women. They work hard. They play hard. They play a shorter season. They play postpartum. They deal with not generating the revenue because – the people who should support support them, you know, women, other women sports fans should be at the games instead of clamoring that they should get paid more. Like, we'll go buy the tickets and they'll get paid more. They won't have to go to Russia and deal with what Brittany Griner had to deal with over some hash oil because of a political situation that was generated here, home station I mean, in the state. She's in a box in Russia. I don't know if you've ever been locked up overseas. It ain't fun. Yeah, you can see the prison from Norway and it looks great. And the prison from Sweden 
It's like, oh, look at these guys that have their own kitchens. Not the ones in Russia. <laughs> Not the ones in Korea, North Korea. No, that, that part of the country, yeah, they don't put cameras in those prisons. There's a lot of, you can see the courtroom. Not a lot of cameras in the hallway of the prisons in these places. But they had to go overseas to get this money. Dinah Tarazi was a, a phenomenal college athlete. And I, I, I still want to find this clip when one of the reporters asked Gina Ariema, like, you know, what was your game plan? He was like, I got Diana. They don't. <laughs> Just, I mean, if somebody would have said that about, if Phil Jackson would have said that about Kobe, man, we would have never stopped seeing that clip. But I remember when I saw it, I was like, that's dope. Mm-hmm. We got Diana. They don't. <laughs> but like I said, this the, the, the White House, um, I mean, I think their approval rate is probably not very high. Uh, made a lot of promises in 2020. Made a lot of uh, a lot of outlandish statements. You know, like if if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. You know, just just silly stuff. And then it just kind of just keeps continuing on and on and on. Like I said, the whole walking out when it, the whole Don do keep falling off his bike. I'm like, listen, cut it out, cut it out, get it together, hire some real people who actually know what the hell they're doing. Stop just placating and pandering to people and hiring people who don't know what the hell they're doing. Get the women the respect they deserve. Title IX was signed for a reason, so let's act like that's the case. You know, it was just two months ago that you and I sat here and I was mad at Dr. Jill because she tried to invite LSU and Iowa to the White House. And, you know, on some levels, I understand it because, you know, it was a historical landmark moment that 10 years from now when women's sports and basketball in particular are way more popular than they are right now, we're going to look at that moment as the catalyst that set it off. You know what I mean? Between Angel and Caitlin, Angel doing the you can't see me back at Caitlin because she was doing it for a couple of games and nobody cared and then all of a sudden we got into this whole big national conversation about class so jill biden dr jill decided to invite both teams i was pissed off about it because i mean i know you you were okay with it but i was a little pissed off about it because i was like hey there's winners and losers and you know this is what the winners get this is a perk that you get for winning the game which led to angel reese you know saying that they weren't going to go to the white house but then eventually, obviously, you know, Kim vetoed her, you know, and they were going to go to the White House, you know, because that's Americana, baby. So, you know, as this was going on. But she's the coach. Is a, the coach is a big Trump supporter. So, like, I thought I thought it wasn't going to happen. But I think just just for the sake of tradition, you, you go to the White well, House. Well, I think Angel just kind of and I love Angel, you know, Baltimore stand up. I think she just like overplayed her hand just a little bit. And she got she was emotional because like yeah, people yeah, were yeah. taking shots directly at her. Definitely, and that's the thing definitely. was like they were taking shots directly at her in protection of someone who did the same thing that she did to her. So it's like that's one thing. It's like if she just was like going at Caitlyn all night and it never happened to people taking shots, she could look at it like, all right, they're taking shots at me and it sucks and I hate it. And I'm dealing with it, and she can respond emotionally. But she's like, yo, they're taking shots at me over the same thing this girl was doing. Like, I did her move. After so making comments about how yeah. she looked all season and all that kind of stuff like that. So, so you know, so Dr. Jill invited them, and we were just kind of like, yo, what are they doing? Like, Well, I was like, what are they doing? So I was, so I woke up this morning, you know, and, you know, I, I grabbed my phone, looked at some stuff, and then I saw – 
congrats, quote, congrats to the Las Vegas Golden Knights on their first Stanley Cup in just their sixth season. The first major professional franchise in such a proud American city. Today, the team and entire community are champions. And I said, hold up. I said, I swore the Aces won the title, like, last season. Like, not like you said, it wasn't like five years ago or whatever. It wasn't in the past. I was like, this just happened. Like, you know, so I had to, like, get on Google real quick, you know, and I was like, yes, they won this past. They are the defending champion right now. Right now. Right now as we speak. So, yes, congratulations to the Vegas Knights. We talked about it. You know, one of my get it off my chest was about how they were going to win the title and look at Vegas now and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, but there's two champions and one came first. (laughs) Completely forgot. Yeah. So, so, so the storm, you know, when they won the title, they went to the white house, saw Biden and everything. And then the sky, as I mentioned, went to go see Obama, the Chicago sky. So that makes sense. They're from Chicago. But like, are we at that point? Are we at a point now where who cares about going to the White House? Well, I think we're at a point where you want to keep traditions going. It's just that the traditions are being like manipulated and politicized to the point where it's like everything is so diluted because you don't know you don't know what's genuine. You don't know if Biden really cares about the Vegas Golden Knights because I I haven't read it. I don't know if you sent out a tweet about the Nuggets. Not that I've seen at least. And that game was the night before. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But and that's the thing is like, why are you congratulating the Vegas Knights? Is the owner a big donor? Is the owner a big pharma guy? Is he a big communications guy? Did he donate to you? Did he help you win Nevada? Because I know it was a it was a lot of recounts between in that region between Arizona. Uh Nevada was like a very slow count. Mm-hmm. You know, so like yeah, it took was, a few his, days. was his influence in Nevada for you know helped you win? And that's why you mentioned it because like I said, Denver was the night before, but he lost Colorado. <laughs> Colorado was red all day. Ooh, Mr. Logical you know I mean? with the conspiracy hat. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's like it's it just doesn't it just see it seems inauthentic that and and a little bit just like I said, just the pandering part aspect of it. That's the part that bothers me because like I said, if he doesn't have a, a congratulations, because the nugget that is literally their first NBA championship for that franchise. Right. And it took them way longer than Vegas. So like the relief of the Denver fans is way higher than Vegas because Vegas fans are winning. Mm-hmm. They just got a new football team or they got a football team. They, they got, got something that resembles a football team. They wear football they uniforms. Get, I don't know if they got a football team. Yeah, I mean, they have issues. <laughs> but Tom Brady will come out of the booth. It'll be great. They'll talk about it all year. But then you have you have championship fights. This championships is happening in Vegas all the time. Yeah, like it's just a, it's just like a championship type city. Shout out to Las Vegas, um, but to just like I said, just to shout them out, it just seems a little forced, and I, I just feel like there was an agenda. And with the Jill Biden thing, like I said, me and you didn't agree on it because I looked at it like, well, women's sports needs to be highlighted 
So inviting both teams does provide the opportunity to highlight sports. The problem is the Iowa caucus, that influence, <laughs> the like I said, the LSU coach it was a big Trump supporter his entire time because she won at Baylor. I think she went. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those things is like I'll invite Iowa just because I don't want to just deal with Kim and her Trump support right. in the White House without getting the Iowa placate, you know, to placate the, to Iowa, get them all there under the guise of look what women's sports did. Right. So like, you don't know, you, you don't know what, you know, what's real and what's an agenda. So just stick to the tradition and you won't have any problems. Somebody told Angel, put your glasses back on. You know, and, <laughs> now look at them. You know, now look um, at them. See what happens when you know, when you disrespect people. Yeah, so we were wondering, you know, what was going to be the windfall, or you know, what was going to happen after that women's tournament, as far as women's basketball goes. And I am here to tell you that uh, game one, ESPN platforms viewership this year for the WNBA, the game was up one hundred and three percent from last year's game. So I think that's a direct effect of Caitlin and Angel because women's basketball wasn't in our universe in that way. You know, like you have your hardcore WNBA fans, you have your people that know of the WNBA and you have people that like probably like watch just the playoffs. Like, you know, like I'm not a big WNBA watcher. I check it out. I keep up with it somewhat. And, you know, I'm there for the playoffs. So, you know, myself included in that, you know, um, Brittany Griner, you know, just she's she's come back. So a lot of people are interested in that as well. You know, on both sides, people that cheer for her and those people that hated what Kaepernick did, you know, because she made some comments about America that they don't like. So now she's a polarizing figure in that way. And they left the Marine over there and brought her home. So, you know, we got all this kind of like extra stuff that's, cooked into the WNBA, but it's awesome because now the WNBA has something to build on and hopefully they continue to build on it. Yeah. I think the WNBA players and I think the female, I think the NCAA female basketball teams, they, in my opinion, because their best talent goes to college and goes to WNBA, I think you get better, not better product, because I, I don't want to. Well, they don't have one and duns, really. You know, they don't have a lot of one and duns. They just, they just, LSU got a lot of transfers. Haley Van Lith is going to be there, the left handed mm-hmm. assassin from Louisville. And that was, I think that was who Caitlin originally gave the You Can't See Me to. I think, no, she, what she, she told, she told them they were down like 15. Like shut up. She's like, you're down 15 points. Shut up. That's oh, what okay. she That's said what it to was. Haley. Yeah, 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 yeah. She did the you can't see me, I think, in the game before that. But what like right now, the NBA draft is coming up, and the top two players, one guy played in the league that wasn't really on TV, and the other guy's in France. Brandon Miller played at Alabama, but they he had a poor showing in the tournament. Yeah, he's, uh, more, the twins, he's more infamous than famous. Yeah, the twins play in this overtime league, once again, not highly visible. Whereas women's college basketball, you fell in love with Sue Bird and Rebecca Lobo and Maya Moore and Shamika the Holes Claw and Candace Parker 
mm-hmm. and uh, Becky Hammond, Swing Cash, people, you know, Swing Cash, and yeah. Lisa Leslie, and mm-hmm. you know, Tina Cooper, like all of these, you know, all, all these women that played big time college three, four years. Brianna, you know, Brianna Stewart, she literally never lost, it felt like Sabrina. Sabrina Unesco. Deladone. Elena Deladone. I mean, like, she was out of Delaware. She was was killing people. So it was like, we can run off all these names because they stay there for three, four years. And when they're on top, they play like they're on top. See, we said all that. I don't even know if we said Skyler. Skyler Diggins. Yeah. Shout out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So women have, they, 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 they they have a, a great impact. So, and we see them in the league. We, you know, they, like I said, the the leagues without helmets are easy to market. Um, like I said, straight up, let's keep it a hundred. It, it's easier to to market them if they're more marketably attractive in the traditional sense. Um, so that always helps. And I know they like to put like Haley Van Lift and like the uh, the Cavender twins that were playing in Miami. They got the NIL deals. So WWE. whatever you gotta do to highlight, whatever you gotta do to highlight, like in the league of their own, when they were out there playing baseball in the skirts, they were upset. It's like, listen, we we want to attract people, and I think they're not doing the the skirt aspect of it, but they're they're using their platform to attract fans to the game. Yeah, I and think, they're doing uh, a good Reese, job of it. I think Angel Reese was doing something with uh, Sports Illustrated, you know, and the swimsuits and whatnot. Swimsuit. So, so, so you know, NIL crossover deals, appeal. Shoe, they're getting shoe deals now. And yeah. I, they're getting shoe deals. Players out of LSU are getting Puma shoe deals. They can't wear them on the court because of the, the Nike contract that LSU has. But they have a Puma shoe deal. So anytime they're chilling and they post to Instagram, they're getting paid. So they are professional. Like, they're top-flight college athletes that are transitioning to the WNBA and they're becoming professional athletes. They're winning championships. They're hoisting trophies. They're working as hard as they can to be the best of their sport. And it seems like there's just layer on top of layer on top of layer disrespect to their efforts. Yeah, and and it's coming from the highest office in the land. That's the crazy part about it. Like, you expect this from your homeboy or, you know, somebody that you kick it with that's like, yo, women's basketball, what? You don't expect that from the people that are supposed to recognize the champions of each sport, you know, I mean, obviously like, you know, we don't hear much about the MLS champion, you know, going to the white house or, you know, like I don't even, I didn't, I don't need, I never even considered the fact that hockey champions might go to the white house because most of them are Canadian and all that stuff anyway. So like, I don't even know if that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. You know? I, I wouldn't think so. I think most teams are probably, if there's 25 people, maybe 11, 12 of them are American, but they're probably not the star. But even Tom Brady, you know, blew off the White House a time or two, you know, um, for whatever reason. I know a lot of people speculate of why that may be, but, you know, but there were a few times where he didn't make the trip, you know. So, so I mean, like, this is a thing, but but as far as, like, the president and Dr. Jill, you know, they just got to know better. Like, people are already talking about how they're old and out of touch and, you know, how he isn't fit to be president and all this kind of stuff like that. And I'm not he's saying that than, this... he's older than zip the song Zippity Doodah. Yeah, I said not... it before I say it again. <laughs> I'm Zippity not saying came well you know he's old. His middle name his middle name is Robinette. You know he's old. But you know, but I'm not trying to say that like 
that has born during World War II. That doesn't have anything to do with his ability to lead a country either way, I guess. And it has nothing to do with sports in either way. But it's just a whole story, you know, culminating of I just don't understand why. He could have legally fought in the Korean War. This is how far (laughs) out of touch. Like he could have, he was old enough to fight when we fought Korea. Yeah. He was a a congressman longer than I was alive, you know, longer than I've been alive to this day. You know, yeah. so I mean, yes, but but you know, I just My don't. Man could have been a lieutenant in the Korean War. I mean, of course, there was no WNBA, you know, in his heyday, and you know that type of thing. So I mean, but but to but to with all you know, because of course the word woke, you know, has been hijacked, and it doesn't we'll mean anything close to what it originally was intended to mean. So you would think that, like, with that reputation and the way people speak of America nowadays, you would think that something like this wouldn't happen because, like you said, pandering or whatever, that people would associate with it. Well, things like that won't happen if your focus is on what you're actually talking about. Like, you and I are talking about sports, so we spend time preparing our talking points you do your notes that you type out and print out. I like to jot mine down like bullet format and just kind of reminders. So we're taking our time to get our information correct. So when we say something like we read verbatim, like I'm, I, I have a, I have a statement here I can read verbatim to get it right. But if my whole thing is that I just want to appease someone, and I don't care about any of the i don't care about the 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 fringe the fringes of i just want to appease these individuals you'll just, you'll just say whatever without doing any research because that's the only part you care about is shouting out the owner of this team because that dude probably did you a favor politically i still don't hear wnba conversations like you know they talk about the water cooler you know i don't i don't hear people having these conversations or talking about the playoff or like if somebody had like a 30 point game or whatever like i don't hear people have these conversations in general you know like I think the conversation gets gets derailed i watched i was watching an episode it was like a british tv show and british yo british morning talk shows yo they keep it 112 like they don't hold back at all piers piers morgan you, you say something that doesn't add up they go jump you right there. And I watched one. It was a panel. It was it was kind of had like it had like a view, like the view kind of set up. And it was uh-huh. just one it was one man on the panel. And they were talking about women's sports. And she's like, those girls should get paid more. And like the like other one chimed, like, yeah, they should get paid more. She get paid more. And he chimed in. He was like, Do you guys go to the games? Like, that's how they get paid. They get paid off you buying jerseys and you buying tickets. It's like you have to go. Like you can't just say they deserve more money. And you don't know who to start. Where does the money come from? Like you you have to like, so you have this feeling. So I think when people do start talking about the WNBA, I think the conversation too quickly goes to, oh, a good skilled high school basketball team could be the WNBA team. Like that's not the conversation. The conversation isn't about who can be the WNBA team. It's about who's supporting the WNBA teams. And it's like, okay, well, they want more money than men. The men have these kind of TV contracts. It's like, listen, they don't want more money than, like, they're not going to get $40 million a year when they don't produce, like, billions of dollars to get paid $40 million. They just want a better cut of what the money that comes mm-hmm. in. So if 
a hundred million dollars comes into the league, they want a better percentage of that. They don't want to get five percent of that hundred million divvied out against all the players. Like, yo, can we get thirty-five percent of that? Can we get more of that cut? Whatever cut that we, that is generated by us as players, mm-hmm. can we get more of it? That's the conversation. And the answer to that is no. Until you get some leverage, and that's the thing. In order to get leverage, you have to you have to hurt the pockets. But if right. the other if the owners are getting the bulk of it, then you're never going to be able to hurt their pockets. Hence, why they go overseas. The only thing they can really do is legitimately strike. But if they strike, then it could collapse their entire. Yeah, they're, they're just done. Yeah, and they could be done. Away. So it's like yeah. they're stuck between a rock and a hard place with a gun in their head. I mean, it's like it's almost it's almost nothing they can do but play. So at a minimum, respect them. Respect yeah, them they're, for they're the play still, they do because they're at a disadvantage. There's definitely still progress to be had, and I'm still, I guess, legitimately shocked that they're at this point. You know, I mean, it's just like more so the NBA supplementing them, I guess, in most cases. But but I'm shocked that the league has lasted as long as it has. I think it's viable. I, th- they, I think they do it right. I think they have smaller. If you play, if you play, if you can't fill a twenty thousand seat arena, get an eight thousand seat one. Play at a smaller one. You can get more fans. You talking about the WNBA or the Oakland A's? <laughs> I mean, if you can get more fans in the Oakland A's, you're doing all right. At least <laughs> you get on TV and say that. You get on Twitter like, well, we have more fans in the A's. Um, and they play less games. So, mm-hmm. but you, if you, you just, they have to, someone has to, like, I know Mark Davis and Tom Brady are also like owners of the mm-hmm. Las Vegas Aces. <laughs> like Dave Chappelle, the joke, he was like, ladies, you, you might need, you might need a few more men in, in the, in the process. Like to say, you might need a few more people who own teams. You might need Mark Cuban to buy into the team. You might need maybe if you can go get some uh, like a couple of female billionaires like Julie Lou Dreyfus. Mark Cuban on. need to learn how to run his own team. Nah, he got he got people for that. You know, maybe somebody <laughs> holler at Oprah. Maybe Oprah could donate a little money. I think uh one of the Kardashians, I think one of them is a billionaire. Maybe they could chime in with a little bit of money. Like you might just Not, it just yeah. might need to be a situation where because they, they started with the um like the way soccer players do like I have on a, a rugby jersey, you have advertisements on the front. So they were doing that before the NBA was doing it. Mm-hmm. So instead of having a team name of say like Honda or you know Bumble or right. whatever, whereas the NBA has like a little symbol that says you know GE Electric. Just whatever, keep Antonio like Brown away. Yeah, just yeah, don't associate you know, with him at getting all. Getting his team disqualified from the league until he gets until he figures his life out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. split a check with him. Uh, like a meal, but, you know, besides and, and the fact, the is, is he yeah, still so the vice president for Donda? <laughs> listen, Kanye gonna get his Adidas money and ride off into the sunset, or he'll yeah. put out another album. Who knows? Yeah, but I'm impressed. You know, the WNBA, um, you know, like I said, uh, 103% rise from last year's opening night. You know, um, th- this year's ratings have been up. And the highest since 2006. So, yeah. you know, so great progress there. You know, the uh, WNBA draft, you know, the previous draft drew 520,000 viewers, which is the most they've had since 2004. And that's all that information is from front office sports. You know, so there's definitely progress being made. 
Um, I, mean, I just look I at just some don't of these know. other football leagues that are just collapsing every single year. So, yeah, what was it? The uh, the XFL lost sixty million. XFL lost money. The USFL. The yeah, AFL man. had to close after two weeks because they couldn't after pay anybody. Weeks. And we love football. Yeah. But we, we don't like football. amateur football besides college football. You know, college football is but our semi. College football is our semi-pro. You know, we ain't got yeah. no room for this other stuff. Yeah. And we <laughs> love football. So it's tough to run a league. It really is. You know, even if you got D- Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know, I wonder, you know, the rivalry is so intense. I'm surprised Vin Diesel ain't came out with a league yet. You know, just to show Dwayne how it's done. <laughs> family. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, you know, we got family. We got moves coming up. You know, we got the uh, NBA draft next Thursday, so a week from tonight. You know, and then, of course, free agency soon to come after that. So me and Mr. Logical was sitting around, you know, we talk about basketball half the day anyway. So we're just like, hey, like if I was a GM, what's some deals that I would do or or some people? It doesn't even have to be a deal. It could just be a free agent or whatever. But like what moves would we like to see? So what you got? I... We're going to run down the list of, you know, we're, we're going to refer to uh, hoopshype.com. Yeah, I'm about to pull it they up have, right now. Yeah, they have their top free agents available this summer. There's been a lot of talk of players that are under contract, teams on the move, so forth and so on. I think Jeff Van Gundy during the finals, when it was kind of winding down in Denver, was I think the game was in balance and during one of the breaks, he was talking about how Denver, the Denver's coach, Mike Malone and Eric Spostra, 15 years for Spo, eight years for Michael Malone. So that's 23 years between the two head coaches. And it was, it was some years with Miami where other teams in similar situations that Miami was in got rid of the head coach. Same thing with Denver. Michael Malone, you got a two-time MVP, and you don't make it, you know, back-to-back years to the Western, you know, to to the finals. So that's kind of situation we've seen. Like Budenholzer won a championship, got fired. Nick Nurse won a championship, still got fired. So Monty the Williams patient, got to the finals. Monty Williams got, got to the fired. Yeah. got fired. Doc Rivers keeps your team relevant every single year. Got fired. Um, Steve, people probably would call him for Steve Kerr's job. The year that Wardell only played like 17 games because of the broken hand. So there's moves that teams are going to make that are panicky, like potentially firing a good coach. Like I the Warriors. Least, the Warriors about to make all kinds of moves probably if, if, the I, Warriors, if it happens the way I think it's going to happen. I think the Warriors are probably going to try to move Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. I don't know who takes that contract on. Um but then they're going to try to re-sign. I think they're going to try to re-sign Draymond. I think they there's, really believe he's a lifeblood. They're just going to give him a terrible deal. There's rumors that Kaminga's on the move. Which, once again, it's like if you if you look at the blueprint set by the, your recent successful teams, the mercenary for hire championship team, Miami did it with LeBron. They got two out of four. Golden State did it with KD. They got two out of three. And they spent each one of those guys talks about how tough that third season with KD was, like just emotionally. Like everybody was just drained. It's like, 
how were you drained coming off back-to-back championships where you beat arguably the greatest player of all time eight to one in those two years? It's like, how were you drained when you, you cruise, you went 16 to one through the playoffs? Because I think Draymond was offended that KD would even entertain leaving. <laughs> so it just it just was like that that level of stress. So some teams are in positions where they should reset and should get the best deal they can for their best player. And then Washington. Keep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you chime in on that part because I'm pretty sure you have some feelings with that. But a team like Atlanta, keep Trey Young. Is keep Trey Young, but Portland. If Why? you can move, if you can move Dame Lillard's contract because you have Anthony Simons, and if you want to build around a player, build around a younger version of the older guy you have. I'm not saying Dame's past his prime, but I would oh, rather move. I don't think so. I mean, the guy just dropped seventy last season. He about to be thirty three. Trade them before, like Belichick style. Trade them before a year early. Yeah, Belichick style was also kind of he had the safety net named Tom Thomas <laughs> Edward Pat Brady Jr. So you can make all kinds of moves. Like you could trade everyone away when you have LeBron. You can trade everybody and bring in Robin. But who, when you but who have does Portland even Jordan. have? But who does Portland even have to try to bring in somebody? Like what? Like if if they called if they called Zay, I mean uh, New Orleans right now. They got the number three pick, but you got to attach more than the number three pick to that deal to try to pry him away. Just the thing. I don't understand why everyone's telling Portland to add. You got Dame Lillard. That's it. That's your piece. That's the only thing you're moving. And then a trade. Maybe some moves. You don't re-sign a player here. Maybe you release a guy or you amnesty a guy. Whatever you got to do to get your books right. Yeah. But your only tradable piece, if I'm the GM of Portland, is Dame. Well, I think Anthony so Simons wanted, could get some interest. No, 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 not 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 tradable as far as like talent wise. I'm just saying that's the only piece I'm willing to move off of because you can't just like if you're gonna you want to remodel your house, you don't tear it down. You tear out certain pieces. Right. Like I want to make this kitchen bigger. I want to do this better. You you peel little things. So if you want to rebuild your team, Dame Lillard to philly could get you maxi maybe harris and maybe a couple of picks mm-hmm. and it may not be the best deal but i think maxi is he's ready to go right See, now. that's what i was thinking for bradley bill <laughs> i think tobias harris is i think tobias harris is probably one of his, he's probably at that point in his career where you could bring him off the bench with the second unit let him cook let him be the guy, let like the CJ McCollum kind of role. Like, well, you are the veteran. You run with the second unit, with the whatever guy they get third overall. I think you can build your team without tearing it down completely. You can just remodel your home. And the 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 best piece you have is Dame Lillard. It gives Dame an opportunity to go to a contender. And then you just get the best pieces you can get from that. Contender. Well, he definitely doesn't help by mentioning Miami by name. And, you know, because what is Miami supposed to give up for him? Like Tyler Hero and what? Tyler Hero, and Max Drews, Martin, and Duncan Robinson. Or two picks. And if I'm Portland, I tell you to get the F out of my office. Unless I just want to do, unless I just want to do Dame a solid. You, you know want to do Dame a solid? Yes. You send, I sent him to a contender. 
Like no, no, I get that. Is, that, is Boston trying to really move off Jalen Brown? Because I can move that I don't think Damian so. Lillard money. I mean, if you make the right call, you can do it straight up. Like if you do a sign and trade, you know, I wouldn't hey, do it, but I mean they might. That's what I'm saying. So it's like you have you have opportunities because I think the contenders are willing to pay Dame's salary, and I think he's still, I think he's still top tier NBA player right now. It's just that Portland doesn't have the team around them, and to try to move the number three pick and the younger player to do what? To run in to run into Denver in the West, to run in the Phoenix in the West, to so, run in so, the Clippers in the West. So, like, so get healthy and let these every other team's old. So if you were the GM, are Philly and Houston the only players for Harden? Or is there a team that sneaks in in the middle of the night and offers him some money? Cap wise, I think Detroit is probably one of the only teams with like big free agent money because there's not that many notable free agents like i said well you know we got Harden, Harden at one Kyrie at two mm-hmm. there's a three, big drop off after that fleet vlan fleet and then chris middleton yeah so I like none Van of those guys are going to command the, the 200 like i don't think any one of these top five guys are going to be able to sit down in a meeting or send a message via their agent to any team saying hey my guy wants to come there because you're the new team can sign you to a four-year deal yeah, my guy wants to come there four years, one hundred and eighty to two hundred million dollars. None of those five guys can yeah, can and, can go to another team. I think they can probably exercise some kind of leverage piece with their current teams and do like a three year whatever deal, forty five million to get something. But Chris Middleton can't call up Detroit like yo, I want four years, two hundred million dollars. Just it's not gonna happen. So with Harden. Houston loves him. Philly likes him. Yeah. And that, that that's it. It's like, do you go back to your old girlfriend or do you stay with your current one? Like you that's, stay with that's the, the book that he's in. You stay with the MVP. That's what you do. Maybe the MVP isn't that much fun to play with. We'll see. But I heard his name. It was the weirdest thing. I was trying to get some ideas. I was looking around and I saw that the Knicks might be interested in Embiid. Why would Philly give and beat? I give it sounds like a slave. I mean, I know what you mean, but yeah, why would they create like I is I think that might have been one of those articles where like you just want to mention a big name team and yeah, just to get some clicks or something. I don't know. I don't know how the Knicks have not successfully landed a big fish. So so I was thinking about my whole adult life, they haven't gotten one. So I was thinking about Kaminga. And I think that maybe if I was Mark Cuban. I'd kick the tires on Kaminga. You know, I like for Kaminga sign and trade. No, like no, 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 no. But just like maybe Hardaway and like something else. Or but the money probably won't match. But you know, uh, but I he he averaged 10, 3, and 2 on in 21 minutes. You know what I mean? And then Steve Kerr just decided, like, I'm not gonna play you anymore. Like, even though like I don't think it was a decision. That's the thing. Like, you gotta put something on film to make the next team want you. Mm-hmm. He's gotten two years there, and it's like, like Nick Wright. I credit Nick Wright with this. He was like, I have nothing against Kaminga as a talented basketball player, but it's like he never made, he didn't make the leap from year one to year two that you expect to see from a guy if we are going to talk about him a lot. 
Like if I'm going to talk about you being, I, if I'm going to argue that I think you should be in a starting lineup, then I should be able to reference your rookie numbers that were good. And then your second year numbers that'll marketably better. But we also know have we also know that roles are a thing as well. Like when you're on a team with Steph shooting nine or ten threes a game, Clay shooting nine or ten threes a game, you know, Jordan Poole coming, like there's just not enough shots and all that to go around in that way. Well, think about it this way. If I got 30 plus year old Steph. 30 plus year old Clay coming off of two lower, like knee and down injuries on one on each leg. And I got Draymond, who is and not you an gave Jordan threat. Poole all that money. And you gave Jordan Poole a lot of money. So when I run the second unit, I, as a coach, should be able to look at you, Jonathan Kamiga, and say, hey, I'm going to put Steph and Clay on the bench for their, their second quarter rest. You need to get up and defend and hit open shots with the second unit. So either he wasn't a good defensive player or he wasn't showing enough, like I said, that 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 growth, like because they see it in practice. No, if I know, had, but but everybody's had, not the same though. To, like, you know, he, we, he we talk about this. Not, well, Mikel Bridges got his shine well, well, because well, he was well, he was able to take a bunch of shots. Well, but we talk about this with the NFL. The ball, he was on the defender. But we talk. We, we talk. We used to talk about this with the NFL. Like Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco just messed it up for everybody because they came in, made the playoffs year one, looked good doing it. So then you had this expectation that this is how quarterbacks are supposed to come into the NFL. Like, no, 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 you, not you know, that. Like, 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 I should see an improvement of your whatever you gave me, whatever you gave me year one. I, as a coach and a staff, should see an improvement of what mm-hmm. you did. I, sh- I don't want you to. I don't want you to now be as good as Jordan Poole because Jordan Poole got hot and Steph Curry is still playing at a high level. I don't need you at 20 points. I just need your seven and a half points to go to 12 and a half. Your rebounds go from three to six and a half. Like I need you to make that incremental climb. And that comes with like being prepared. That comes with like taking time. So the fact that they didn't play much in the playoffs makes it look like I don't know what trade value you have. Yeah, I was going to say they hurt his value, if anything. They hurt his value. So it's like you, you're going to either have to keep him. I think more NBA teams should go younger while they have veterans and, and, and do the shift because I know they want to be younger, but you're going to have to, like, make the decision, the tough decision, like, hey, Draymond, you're – catalyst to our six you know western conference finals victories and our four rings but you are literally we're playing four on five you know the empire is falling they're they're done we're we're, they're done here i don't think like and you're done you're saying done like done it well well, no done as far as 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 winning championships yeah yeah, i don't mean it i don't mean it disrespectfully i just mean it as my opinion you know what I mean? Is that they are done winning championships and with that group? Year older. Yeah, at some point it ends. Steph is about to be thirty six. You know, Clay, like you said, you mentioned the knee injuries and everything. Draymond was probably finished as far as an offensive threat two years ago. Yeah, you know, like it makes no sense. He like, went thirty two at like fifteen. So Draymond, and seven. so if I was GM, Dray, Draymond would be coming home to Detroit. 
Draymond will probably end up somewhere where he can oh, yeah, market still, himself. Yeah, he's, he's going to New York somewhere. or he's going to LA. Yeah, he's going to LA. Somewhere I, where he I, can mark, I would think he LA. Mark, yeah, where but, he but can if keep I his podcast GM. going. But if, because but if, his his network that he's on, I bet, is owned by Colin Coward, uh-huh. who's based out of LA for his show. Right. And he defended Draymond to no end. Like Draymond, like him and Nick Wright were going back and forth. And he was like, no, 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 no. He was like, I get it. Yeah, you guys are in a business partnership and he want to support him, but he is a liability offensively. Yes. Great intensity. Doesn't take away smart. from what he meant honest. to that team. It doesn't take away. Because, yes. I mean, he, he prolonged. Don't you try to twist my words. He prolonged Steph's career. You know, like he, took, he took a lot of dribbles away from Steph, a lot of the setting up the offense and initiating away from Steph so that Steph could be the shooter Rip that Hamilton, we know him to be. Yeah, the new Rip Hamilton. Yeah. So, so, but if I were GM, Draymond would be going home to Detroit, taking more of that mentorship role because, like, yeah, he still plays good defense, but even that's going to slow down like pretty soon, I would assume. Because every everybody, every team, all the teams gonna come up a younger. De'Aaron Fox, yes, eventually he's gonna slow down, but I don't think that happens October 2023. He's still gonna be fast. The bonus is still gonna be big. Um, Phoenix has KD, so they they got very old when they made that trade. Mm-hmm. You so ready to see my growth? I got some growth for you. You got some growth. Let's hear it. Some combination of Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett, maybe a pick or two for Bradley Bill. So you want R.J. Barrett? No, I didn't say I want them. I'm just saying that, like, just from the standpoint of resetting, you know, guaranteeing that you're not going to mess up things by winning 45 games or whatever, because Kuzma's a free agent, Porzingis is a free agent. Let them I think they're gonna keep Kuzma. Nah, nah. You got it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you trying to tear down the whole house. Yes, because because okay. So so like so like I always talk. But you about can't this. rebuild it with R.J. Baird and and uh, I, I, I always talk about this. You know the Atlanta Hawks. You know back with Joe Johnson. You know before they did the whole like four All Star on the same team thing. You know they were like. 44 and 38, 42 and 40. They were the eight seed, you know, getting beat Get by bounced. Boston every year and all this stuff. And so, so, so they were, so they would end up with like the 19th pick in the draft, or, you know, they got hot with the four all stars, made it to the Eastern Conference finals and got swept, you know, with no Kevin Love, you know. So, so it's like you can't be that, like, if you hold on to Kuzma and bring somebody else in of the standpoint of, Let's just try to keep a playoff team out there or whatever the case may be. All you're doing is setting it back anyway because you're not going to ever get a high enough draft pick to change your franchise. You know what yeah, I mean? It, it, you it, looking, you're also you never going to win the title draft either. Pick? Are you looking for Yes, because because right now because right now nobody's coming to Washington. You know what I mean? Like there's no Kevin Durant was from there, from PG County, and he ain't—he didn't come there. Like nobody comes yeah, to. But Washington. no one goes to the Knicks either. So it's just like it just—you—you you have to—you have to set your team up to where you gotta—you gotta build your team to where. But a, see the Knicks, a, a new piece, a, a Bradley Beal. The Knicks piece don't need to win a, a championship. Piece that puts you over the the hump. The Knicks don't need to win a championship. The Knicks just need to be the Chicago Cubs. You know just, what I mean? Like just, just get the to the playoffs. 
you know, when those fans will come to MSG to hear that organ and get their heart broken every year. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just to have a relevant team. Like I'm sure there's Nick fans out there that would love to win a championship. They haven't won since 72 or something like that. So I'm sure there were Willis Reed. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure there's Nick fans that would absolutely give their lives they, but to win the a Nick fans, the Nick fans are going to, they're going to love, they're going to be at Madison square garden. Regardless. Regardless. That's Tuesday what I'm saying. Night, Friday night, Sunday there's night, a team Christmas. like Washington, a team like Atlanta. Cause you mentioned don't trade Trey young, you know, uh, why not? Like what, what? Like what is your ceiling with the Hawks as is? You've been trying to trade John Collins for the last two or three years, you know. Like that's the problem is like they, when, when LeBron went to LA and then told management I want AD, and then they got out that he he was like, Josh Hart, Julius Randle, Bi, Lonzo Ball can all go to New Orleans. I just want AD. And the trade didn't go through. The rest of their season was terrible. And then, unfortunately, LeBron, like, injured his groin. And then those guys just finished up the season. They made the trade. And it was real awkward. I think and the they got the coach got fired. And, but, yeah, but that's, that's the difference. They traded four pieces for a guy who was arguably top five or six in the league. You're trying to trade Bradley Beal. For two guys that can't give you what Bradley Bill gives you consistently, because because you, you're not you're, trying to win, you're not trying to win a title, you're not trying to go to the Eastern Conference go, Finals. Then send Bradley Bill to a team where you can get your Josh Hart, not not just but like you can get right, your, right, 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 you right. get your four young guy deal. You like you can send them to send them to send Portland them to, if you want to keep send, Dame. If you if you want to keep Dame, but if you. You're, I mean, you're at that Send point. Them to Golden State. Send them to Golden State. Golden State is going apart. Pool, Kaminga, and, and a, yeah, maybe a pick, maybe couple more, of picks. maybe Moody, maybe 2028 20, first, 2029 first, 2030. And then Golden State is going all in for another year or two. Another year three, with Bradley Bill, Jordan know. Poole, Kaminga are in Washington with these picks coming up. Maybe Washington packages those picks. If I yeah, were GM, you, you're going to have to do that. Like, you're going to have to trade. I am, if you're going to hey, trade Bradley Bill, and they, that way you can keep Kuzma. My name is now Steve Bob, and core. I approve this message. And then you got. Uh, Something else that I was thinking about, Carl with a K, you know, like it might be time to get him out of Minnesota. So I I was thinking either, I know I keep picking on the Knicks. I was thinking uh, send him to the Knicks for uh, quickly, you know, uh, Fournier, some picks and some other people just to get some depth or call Toronto and see what's up with Siakam. And put Siakam next to Gobert, get Cat up out of there, and you know what I mean. And you just go from there, like you know, uh, Anthony Edwards. It becomes like it already is his team, but with Cat there, he was the original guard. You know, like not point. You know what I mean? He was the original. This is his team, and Anthony Edwards came in and was like, "Nah, this is my player." So now Cat got to go. The town ain't big enough for the both of us. Yeah, and that's one of those. That's where I'll I'll push back and say no, because I go, do it. Well, well, the problem is is they brought in Gobert. That's the problem. Like if they never brought in Gobert, then yeah, you you got both of them and you could you know do something. But with Gobert there, I just don't think it works. I don't think it's like I don't I don't understand the problem with a team that has 
a young guard that is fearless, a seven-footer who won the three-point shooting contest, and then another seven-footer that defends the rim. Go look at go look at the playoff tape, and you'll find your answer. Well, that's the thing. You can you have to create you have to create your advantages with even the team before you Anthony have. Edwards. Go look at those playoffs that this man has played in. Yeah, Rudy Gobert gets. They say he gets picked on. Well, okay, I was talking well, about Cat. Well, Rudy Gobert, Cat, every. You're not. You have to understand. Like you have to manage your expectations as a team. Twenty teams in the NBA make the playoffs, so sixty-six percent of the league is in the playoffs. So you have to temper your expectations. Like, oh, we made the playoffs last year. Yeah, twenty of nineteen other teams made it as well. So calm down. Yeah, you temper it until need? Anthony Edwards walks out the door. He's not going to walk because his first deal is going to be two hundred and twenty million dollars. Okay, he'll sign a deal for two hundred and twenty million dollars, and then a year and a half or two years later, he's going to ask out. Well, then he can ask. You can shit in one hand and ask the other one. That's one fills up. Oh, first. you know the NBA. Always, you know these these teams always cave. But that's the problem. Because everybody caves and nobody's successful. We talk about this all the time. It's starting to become like a theme of mine. It's like I have not seen a team tear down their team and then all of a sudden turn it around. Because during the teardown, you create this expectation and you create a timeline, like an an unreasonable timeline for your turnaround. Give it two years and then we'll talk about OKC. There we go. Give it two years. Now, so this year OKC had a nice little run. They were almost made the play in, and then the last couple of games. Well, they did make the way. play in. Okay, yeah. So they they yeah, yeah, they yeah. they were gonna be a very you know eight yeah. or seven or eight seed, right? So now you have an expectation. Chad Holmgren comes in, and what if it doesn't work and they go forty one and forty one again this year? They're not gonna give it time to grow because this year they're going into the season with expectations that are above the talent that they but, have on the team. But what is that expectation? It's not that they're going to be a I top guarantee that, seed. Well, you think? You would think you wouldn't. But you got a first-team All-NBA guy. You got Josh Giddy at 16 point guard. You got these energy guys off the bench, the two guys with the same name, the two Williams guys. <laughs> the We'll call them the Williams brothers. And then you're bringing in a seven-foot-two guy that, that can shoot the three and handle the ball. We got everything we need. Yeah, but you still got to play all these other teams in the West that are bigger than all you of gotta you. You got to get that experience. You, you, and then what's going? So right now, if you talk to an Oklahoma City fan and they said to you, "Yo, we're gonna go fifty and thirty-two next year," if that's the expectation, fifty and thirty-two gets you about fourth in the West, third or fourth. Do you think, as a person who watches sport, do you think they're gonna go fifty and thirty-two? No. Now, if you're the GM, and if the GM thinks they're going to go 50 and 32, and they and they start off the season and they're 11 and 16 after 27 games, who's getting somebody's gone because they walk, they roll into the season with these expectations. NBA teams do this every single year. There's not, it doesn't go. You don't go from worst to first in the NBA. It's not like football where you can just get the right defensive tackle, the right corner. The, the right quarterback and the right coach, and right. you are now Jacksonville, and you're in the playoffs coming back from 27-point deficits. Mm. That happens in NFL because 
the the impact of these individual players as a team is just better. In the NBA, you have to have that guy, and that guy has to deliver every single night, mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen. So what happens? The teams tear it down, and they put new guys in there. And then when it doesn't happen with the new guys, they get rid of the coach, and then they get a new coach in. And Except then the, the guys Clippers. that are there don't <laughs> like the coach, they get rid of that guy. So Trey Young doesn't like, didn't like the last coach, and he probably sour on Quinn Snyder as the current coach. They're gonna get rid of Trey Young and say, "Dejounte Murray, you take us home." Dejounte Murray, see, like, I just don't this see. This is terrible. I'm out of here. So, so like, I don't, I don't see. I had told you before, I don't like the fit between those two, Trey Young and Dejounte Murray. I don't, I just don't like the fit, you know. And Trey is like five foot two, you know, and 120 pounds. Very so, durable. That's so, you, no, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying as far as. He ain't lead nobody to no title or he ain't lead nobody to the promised land. So, you know, like, why not? Like, you can get something for him to Was make Isaiah team Thomas better. a good defender. Which one? Either one of them. <laughs> um, well, maybe a good defender. No. Was Chris Paul? Is Chris Paul a good defender? He was. He led a good the league defender. in steals. He led the league in steals a lot. He mainly, was a good mainly defender. just playing good passing lanes because he's just smart. Not yeah. a good defender. He could defend Kevin Durant for some reason, but for the most part, like Patrick Beverly says, he's a traffic cone. He could probably Patrick guard Beverly says he's, you know, <laughs> so like this expectation that point guards under six two are going to be your staunch defenders is it's, it's irrelevant and irrational. Because no, they're, but the they're, league they're has guard, changed. But the league guard, has changed. But they're guarding the guys point. that. But the league has changed to the point that good defense isn't the reason Steph Curry misses his three point shots when he does a step back and he has four feet of space. It's not the defense. The no. defense doesn't. The the Trey Young's defense on Steph Young on excuse me on <laughs> Steph Curry, his defense on him is not the reason Steph is going to go off because of the way he shoots. So these six one point guards that don't defend well and they're out on guys in the perimeter, it's. You know, it's, it's a crapshoot if the shot's going to go in. I need my guys like Jason Tatum who are who are guarding guys like Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi right. Leonard's not a big three-point shooting guy. If you're guarding George, if you're guarding Jimmy Butler, like the way Jamal Murray was getting brutalized by Jimmy Butler because Miami plays that way. But if Jamal Murray was playing Gabe Vincent and that was the matchup and somebody else was guarding Jimmy Butler, Jamal Murray wouldn't look that bad defensively. So if you put Trey Young out on Gabe Vincent, and they're just two six foot one guys that are just shooting jumpers. So it's not like you need, you, like you said, that the young Murray combination because that one of them is going to have to defend a wing a wing player. Less likely, I wouldn't put the smaller guy on the right. The best and DeAndre Hunter is supposed to be that guy, but it just hasn't panned out that way. And that's the thing you you have to tailor your team to that. Like, listen, these two guys are defensive liabilities, but they're offensive threats. Can I can I instill a a scheme to where when you switch here or you never switch or I get another guy that just all you does is come off the bench and play defense with the second unit. So then if we're getting killed defensively, I'll pull one of my scores out, put this guy in. Trey Young, you, you're yes, the see. score right now. You and John Collins. And, you know, so it's like you see, have to Cleveland be willing is, to Cleveland let, is in that same boat work. too. Cleveland's in that same boat too with Garland and Mitchell. I just don't, in the NBA, I don't think you have – I think you can have an embarrassment of riches and work out. Like All we right. talked about – we talked about DeAndre Hopkins trying to get 
like a third wide receiver in Baltimore, like that's too much. The ball can't get around. But in the NBA, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Harrison Barnes, Barbosa, Livingston, all those guys, Iguodala, all Draymond back in the day, they, they all shot the three well. They all got a lot of opportunities, mainly Steph and, and Clay getting opportunities. So you just have to get to tailor your style to your players. So, so what's GM logical doing? You know, I laid out a couple of things. What, what, what's what GM am I doing? doing? What am I doing? All right. So if I am, if I'm in New Orleans, uh-huh. I am shopping Zion. Yes, I am too. I agree. I'm shopping Zion. I might taking, even shop Bi. I'm keeping. I'm, I'm keeping Bi the same way I said I would keep Kuzma because I need somebody here that is like ready to step up and take mm-hmm. that moment when I get. Because if if you get rid of Bill in Washington. You need Kuzma there for whoever you bring in to be like, yo, this is this think, is how we operate here. How we I run think the here. thought is, and this is just me, you know, Zion, I'm moving. I think this is me speculating, but I think Bi is what Bi is. Like, I don't know if he's getting any better, you know, or if he's topped out at this point. Whereas I think a lot of people still think that Zion can be a dominant force within the league. I. Like I said, I I've never been big on Zion because I see so many players that are ready to go every year and they just happen to get hurt. But they're ready to go. They come back. Even people people give AD a lot of griff, but AD comes back and he's ready to play. It just, you know, he hurt the groin in the playoffs a couple of years ago. But guys are ready to come back. I think that's a knock on Paul George. That's a knock on Kawhi Leonard. But if I'm someone like, if I'm LA, the Clippers, I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to get a, a, a headliner. Can I move Paul George? Can I move a couple of pieces and get Zion to LA? I got a new stadium. I'm about to lose Kawhi because Kawhi's so even retired. So the injured dudes with more injured dudes. Well, I mean, you, you, need a, you need somebody for the marquee, and maybe the LA, maybe the food in LA, because most of it's like soy and vegan and organic. Maybe he gets away from that etouffee and that that gator and the shrimp and all the stuff, all the papados style food, and maybe he gets out to LA. He discovers kale and spinach isn't that bad, and he drops you know twenty five pounds and he plays at two forty five versus two seventy, you know. So you have to have hope because he's young. Um, but I, I would I would shop him realistically. So, so the like, word I mean, on the street. So the word on the street like he's is they done want, anything for the team. So the word on the street is that New Orleans wants Scoot Henderson. So you know, let's just say they uh deal with Charlotte, the number two pick. What are they taking back from Charlotte besides that number two pick that makes it worth it? Charlotte. So Charlotte. Charlotte, let's see. Jordan is known for making bad deals. You ain't giving up LaMelo, I would think. You never know. Maybe uh, LeVar goes into the office and says, get my boy out of here. (laughs) I mean, crazy things have happened. And let's play one-on-one. So, let's see. I mean... Gordon Hayward, no, I don't know if that you don't want Rozier. I mean, PJ Washington's a unrestricted or a restricted free agent. 
Miles Bridges, maybe. And he yeah. in jail? No, no. He I think they dismissed it. I don't think he's on a roster. Right. Though. They they own his rights. Like he was a free agent, but they own like his bird rights and all that stuff. So, so Gordon so Hayward, Miles trade. Bridges, the 20, and then you swap picks. Yeah, two and fourteen. Yeah, so you, uh, we get and I know they just get, drafted. You get Zion in 14. Yeah. So uh-huh. we get Zion in the number 14 pick. You get Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges in the number two pick. All right. So then let's just say Charlotte says no or whatever. It just doesn't work out. And now Brandon Miller goes number two. So now Portland is on the table at number three. So what are you taking from Portland? Portland, Portland. Let's see. Because Thibault is a free agent. Grant's a free agent. All right. So let's see. Let's see. So that's where Simons comes into play if you're keeping Dame. Yeah. If you're going to keep Dame, then. I mean. I mean, you can sell on potential Sharp, Grant, and the number three pick for Zion. See, I don't think you're giving up Sharp. You got Anthony Simons. Yeah, you might. Well, I mean, for Zion, you might have to give up both. Yeah, you might have to give up a power forward. I mean, you just might. You just literally might have to make the move. Uh like I said, I'm not I'm not big on Zion and I, I really like Dame and I don't want him to get a guy who who just isn't ready to play. And we talked right. about get off my chest and decision making. Right. Um <clears throat> but I'm t- I'm taking calls on Zion. Uh and that's the thing. We talked about this, like I said, we, you know, we talked a little bit in the pre-meeting. Certain teams are just gonna sit pretty because there's no there's no really good move. There's good players that could on the move. Landfleet's a good player on the move. Kuzma, could yeah, I like Van Vliet the Phoenix. Um, you have. I don't know. I gotta look at the cap, but but I think but I think yeah. that would be a good move. Chris Middleton, if he doesn't re-sign with Milwaukee, Milwaukee, that's a, those are all those are all good players. The problem is they're all getting paid. A lot right now, and mm-hmm. opting out of their contracts, you know, in my estimation, is the expectation that I'm going to then get a bigger contract and a better contract than I currently have. So, you got a guy like Chris Middleton, yeah, he gave you 15, 4, and 5. I can't imagine him leaving though, but he's getting he's getting 37 million, yeah. You know I can't, so I I can't imagine know him leaving Milwaukee though. would give that money back to him. Uh, you got Grant in Portland. He's getting twenty one million or twenty point nine million. Yeah, free agent. Yep, free agent. So it's like, is he? Where can he go? Because, like I said, they they're gonna want more money, and the, a lot of these players are good. I want to say role players with a negative connotation, but they are good role players essentially for contenders. So if you can fit Porzingis and the Clippers lineup with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, if you can slide him in, if you can make that fit. But the money won't work because he's getting well, there, $33 million. Yeah, I was going to say. He has to get – he's going to want 35 to 38 at maybe, least. Maybe that's a sign and trade. 
Okay, do you have bring say, bring you... Russ back? Bring uh Bones Highland and uh Eric Gordon, maybe or Norman Powell, one of the two. And then if that's the case, watch is probably gonna want to squeeze as much blood as soon as they can because then they're gonna probably keep Beal and Kuzma and say, Hey, maybe we can make a run in the east. Miami was an eight seed last year, they made it to the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. So, you know, like Fred Land Fleet, he's the type of he would be, I think he'd be good in Dallas if Kyrie moved on. Mm-hmm. Just that he could be that saw new Brunson. The new Brunson. They saw what they lost with Brunson is, but I don't think Villain Fleet commands the ball that much. I think he just he's a decision maker with the ball. Luca's gonna have to give the ball up before 14 seconds in the shot clock every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like he can't just dribble the air out of the ball. He's gonna have to trust these other guys. But is there is there cap money to make that move? Because like I said, a few teams have that cap money, but most of those teams are always drafting. Could Dallas top. go after Draymond? No, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody could really go, would go after Draymond because I don't know what he gives you. I don't know what could, he gives. Could you. Dallas go after Middleton? I can I can see that, but you would have to give him Kyrie money, mm-hmm. unless unless if we're working on the assumption that every one of these guys. Wants to make just five percent more than what they're making. No, we'll say ten percent more. Like at least if if they want ten percent more, you're still paying Flan Fleet 22, 22, 23 million. You're paying Middleton forty million. Like even if they like their low number, like hey, you know what? I'll take a ten percent pay increase. It's still forty million. Mm-hmm. So how do you how you can't make that work? So it's a lot of it's a lot of a lot of Robins. Not a lot of Batmans in this free agent pool. You know, Vucevic in Chicago is getting 22 million. Yeah, and I forgot, you know, um, I don't know how severe the injury is, but I forgot that Boston is getting Gallinari back. Yeah, Gallinari's been in the league since since LeBron had his I know, but I mean, he's a 43% three-point shooter averaging 15 points last time he played. So, you know what I mean? It won't hurt. Yeah, older guy coming off an injury. I mean, what do you get? It's like the the it's a well, young. Well, it's not league. like his game is predicated on athleticism. But it's, but it's a young league. The league is young. Like these, like these teams that trade away their franchise for these older players, it hasn't worked out. Mm-hmm. It literally has still got to figure out. out where Chris Paul ends up. <laughs> Chris Paul just might be the full time president of the NBA PA. Because I don't know, I don't know where you, I don't know where you put them. I don't know where you get like the money. Like the money is the key, and I think they, these players are probably excited with the fact that they're going to get paid. But right now, the, your top ten guys has Brook Lopez at nine as a top free agent, and Kuzma's at ten, and you're trying to get rid of him. Yeah. So it's like these guys are ranked as the top ten free agents. Multiple of these guys is like, I like mean, James Harden. If, if you're going to keep, has two teams that potentially want him. If you're going to keep, he's Kuzma, a number one free agent, and there's only two teams that want him. How so check this out. Free agent when only two teams want you. But check this out: if you're Kuzma, and Washington keeps him, and he's the best player on the team and averages 25, 26 points, you're still doing what I said do anyway. <laughs> yeah, but the difference is he got 13 million last year. So yeah, he wants more than getting, that. Him, yeah, him staying, he could probably negotiate if they can move Beal. He might be able to negotiate 
35 or 40 million dollars a year if they can move Beal and get some pieces that aren't going to get that kind of money. So if yeah. you can get Bradley Beal to Portland and you get them agree and you get Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp and Grant, I think Grant's getting Grant's a free agent. Yeah. So if you you get you know you get some of those guys, Rich Paul is his agent. Rich Paul is Draymond's agent. Who else does Rich Paul? Rich Paul represents Fan Fleet. Who else does he represent? Well, I'm, that's why I'm interested because, like, anybody from two to six, maybe seven, in the draft next week could be trying to make a trade. You said from two. I think. I think the 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 teams that are drafting in the top four or five. It would just be wise for them to get the best player on the board. Well, Orlando has it, two picks. You know, they they're six and eleven. Six so, and eleven, but by yeah. six and eleven, you could trade up like, to three. Orla- with that, Orlando, with that. Orlando can trade six and eleven and Jalen Suggs to Washington for Bradley Beal. People say that looks crazy, but it's like, who are you going to get at six? Who are you going to get at eleven? Right. You know what you're going to get out of Bradley Beal? Right. You know you're going to get you're going to get buckets. You know, and then you got uh, the Pacers at seven. So, you know, uh, that could they could trade out, you know. Um, I don't know. I know they've been trying to get rid of Miles Turner the same way Atlanta's been trying to get rid of John Collins. There's been rumors that, you know, Buddy Hill, you know, they were trying to move him a couple of times last year. They were trying to – remember that conversation everybody was having, Russell Westbrook and those two picks of Buddy Hill and, and Miles, Miles Turner. Turner. Yeah. It was just talk. <laughs> it was just talk. I would, I would have kind of liked to see it because it's everyone's oh, talking about all this. Ah, whatever, because everyone's talking about the Palinka, <laughs> the Palinka deals, and oh, Palinka did this. It's like, yeah, Rui played a little bit. He had, he gave you one or two good games in the playoffs. And he defended Jokic well, and that's Beasley season. wasn't playable. Beasley didn't play. D'Angelo uh, played, but didn't play. D'Angelo just was out there point shaving. Like he 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 was just happy to play against the Warriors, and then outside of that, he ain't care no more. I think maybe that was his motivations, his extra. But I think he played well against Memphis. But where does he end up? He's a free agent, you know. Like you got to. Yeah, he made thirty three million last year. Yeah, I, I don't think he's getting that again. He's not getting that again. You know, but I don't know where he ends up. Like every everybody that's available, every player that's available that we've discussed. Is a it's for was, lack of a better word, a role player. And if Every I was a GM guy, and if I was GM for a day, Batman. If I was GM for a day, I'd be finding a new home for Zach Levine too. He he's a talent. I know. Yet he gets bit by the injury bug. Well, speaking what of is, injuries, Bill, like he's been in the league eleven seasons, and he's like got five or six seasons of 60 games or more. Is it is it the the analytics of the injury reports and all this other stuff that keeps these guys out? Or no, did Bill, guys no, see, Bill is injury did they prone. see like he, he I don't I don't think he ever really gets like serious. I mean I don't know maybe maybe according to the school of Mr. Logic Dr. Logical you know, he gets some soft tissue injuries and whatnot. Oh, but, yeah, that's, you yeah know, that's my move. That's my move. You know what I mean? But, but like, I he said never, that in a conversation this week and chuckled. No, but he gets like a lot of ankles, you know, stuff like that. You know, um, he doesn't get like 
obviously like ACLs and you know stuff like that. But he just I think I think some of these guys I think they they miss games because they're getting paid a lot. Of these guys are getting paid a lot of money. The NBA players are getting paid like left-handed pitchers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. It's like it's it's gonna be hard to. If I'm a GM, it's hard for me to, to go after any of these guys in the top ten, unless they, unless each one of them is willing to take less than twenty. Well, if you feel dollars. like if you feel like you're a contender already, and I'm looking at my uh, hoops hype list here, you know, okay, where you, we at? So, so, so if you're if you're if you think that you're a contender, you know, and you're like, maybe you just need some role players, like you're the Lakers or somebody like that. Like I don't want to talk about them specifically, but just in general, like you think you're a team that's on the cusp. You I think the Lakers are there. They are a team that could use one of these. Like they need a Fred Lanthy kind of guy or Brooke Lopez kind of player. Miami, well, was, another team too. Well, I was going to bring up somebody like say Jordan Clarkson to to get you some pop off the bench or I like Cam Johnson. One of the notes that I had was Cam Johnson to Houston. You know, instead of James Harden, I think Cam Johnson would be a good move because he's still young enough to fit where they are. But, you know, he'll be one of the better players on the team. Um, I was also looking at uh, what does Bruce Brown do? You know, now that he's got his championship, maybe he goes and tries to get paid. But I was looking at uh, Matisse Thibel. He was one of the names that I was looking at as far as if you think you're a contender – you don't need him to come in there. Because like Milwaukee, right? They went out and got uh, Jay Crowder. and, yeah, and Didn't play him. Yeah, I don't even know why anybody ever picks up Jay Crowder. He's like the worst player in the NBA with a good reputation. And so so like Thibel could be the guy that replaces him, you know, for example. A younger version, scrappy, you know. Uh, Jay Crowder, they say that he's a good shooter, but I don't think I've ever seen him hit a shot. You know, um, just like Cam Reddish, you know, the shooter that can't shoot, you know, shout shout out to Rajon, you know, uh, Max Struess is out there, you know, Gabe Vincent is out there, you know, maybe Miami brings them back, but probably not if you end up with Dame or Beal. We ain't talking about my boy Dylan Brooks. He's out there. I I was about to go there. he He was on this list that I was about to go through. You know, so like somebody like Dylan Brooks, I could see in Houston, you know, um, if they don't end up with Harden, um, I could see him going there and Yudoka providing that defensive identity because according to y'all, he's a good defender. You know, um, I mean, I don't think he's that good of a defender, but I mean, I guess he's like, okay. What, what I what I think about his defensive, I think he's just a, he's, I think he's just like a, he's big, just a pest body. He's a pest, but he's a he's a thick like he's a pest, but he's bigger than Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to take the charge. He can just he can just be there. Like I mean, he's like six seven. He's a big dude. I want to see. He, he puts on like a show sometimes. I want to see if somebody goes after Kobe White as well from Chicago, like because uh, they got a decision to make because he's a free agent along with uh, I can never say his name Dosamu. You know, uh, they're both free agents, so one probably has to go. Uh, maybe you keep Kobe White, especially if you're going to try to move Levine because Kobe White has the scoring potential. But, you know, if you're somebody like a contender that – I'm trying to think of a team, but, you know, but just some, Philly, you know, like if, if Harden leaves, 
you know, you bring in somebody like that. Maybe he runs the second unit and you got your pop coming off the bench. Yeah, being a, uh, an NBA GM is tough because you have guys like, like for instance, Malik Beasley right now, I just scrolled through, he's number 35. He made $15 million last year and he's unplayable in the playoffs. Uh-huh. But his stats say he's playable. And it could have been, I mean, been fit. Rebounds. It could have been fit. But he shoots forty. He shoots thirty nine point six percent from two, mm-hmm. or from the floor. So like that's a problem. Lonnie Walker. So did Allen Iverson, and everybody loves him. Allen shot like forty two percent from the floor, <laughs> but he also got forty shots. So he was going to still get you get you points, yeah. and he's going to stretch your defense out. Yeah. Um. Like I said, a lot of these, a lot of the guys are getting reasonable money, but I think. Some of them are this is like their first, you know, real opportunity to land a big contract. You got a guy like Kuzma. I don't think he's gonna take that. I want to be on a contender check yet. Right, right. I don't right. think he's in that. I don't think he's ready. I think a lot of these guys are very young. Like Mason Plumley is on here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll take that. I want to be on a contender check. And Brooke Lopez will take hey. that. And Yacoperto will take that. But all those guys do, know that they move to the other locker room, stay at Staples and move to the other locker room. You know, you got a guy like Vucevic who's getting $22 million. Bucci so, Bang. Like, I don't want to go. I, I imagine Chicago's not going to bring $134 million in his career. I imagine Chicago's not bringing him back. You no, know, not at all. But I don't know what the market is. Like, you know. I think Jeremy Grant is. He's the new I Jeff Green. He He's shooting 47, 48% from the floor. Forty mm-hmm. percent from three. So, I mean, remember he had that one year in Denver, and then Portland overpaid for him. Detroit overpaid for him. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Detroit overpaid for him. And then Detroit overpaid for everybody, as we right. saw the deal they just gave to the coach. Yeah. So one of these guys, one of these top seven or eight guys, they're going to end up in Detroit with a big see. deal. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the only thing I could think of is that. The top two guys, Harden and Kyrie, I don't know how they're top two considering that they realistically only have total four, maybe five teams that are vying for their services between the two of them. I don't know how you I don't know how you're the top free agent. Yeah. If and, and as the word on the street is that Houston might go after Kyrie if the Harden thing falls through, you know. So it's all about green. It's all about buyers and sellers. And apparently Oakland would like to sell. So reverse boycott. You know, it, I was scratching my head because I never even heard this term before or just, you know, so I was trying to figure out what it meant. And yeah. and I, then I saw people throwing trash on the field. So <laughs> this is, and, and this is what I thought until I, I talked to you. When I first read it, I thought they were saying. Because they were having issues that there's an issue with, you know, potentially Oakland going to Vegas, because like I said, somebody didn't get their briefcase. And the park bench with the little money in, so somebody gotta get signed off. So when it said sell the team, or re- no, it said when it said reverse boycott, I thought the Oakland fans were saying, "Nah, don't stay here, go to Vegas, <laughs> go to Vegas." Yeah. So because I never heard the term reverse boycott, I'm like, yeah. I was like, what? So that's what I originally thought they were saying, like, no, 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 go ahead, go to go to Vegas. We we don't need you, like. I was like, so why would you buy tickets to go say that? But now that I think about it, 
Um, and like I said, through education from you, I see the difference. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna give a little personal story real quick. So my my son is on my uh, my car insurance, right? So he he bought a you know a little beater to get back and forth to work. In between his marine, you know, his marine reservist, he's gonna go active duty, but now he has a blue collar job. He goes back and forth. Got a fender bender coming back from drill in April. All right, didn't drive the car much. Had some time off work, and then he went to drive it, and like the lug nuts fell off. So like he had some damage, like more damage than he thought from this fender bender. So USA shot the USA sent a car in to the mechanic. The mechanic totals it. They give him. Uh, you know, they, they cut him a check for the car. So he uses it to make a down payment on another car. So the Oakland fans want the team. They want to sell the team and they and they showed up. So but they don't have the leverage. So my son, he's in the same boat. So he he was like, I want this car. So he went and bought a, a Mustang. 20 years old. And he bought a Mustang with the down payment through Carvana. They're going to deliver it to the little vending machines. Going to hit the button. It's going to spin around. I'm like, son, you don't have that kind of leverage. Like, I get you want this car, but you haven't. You don't have enough going on to where you can make I want decisions. You got to make I need decisions. I need right. this. The Oakland A's fans is like, you want the team to stay. Cool. You should have been coming to the stadium all those years. You should have been demanding that the city fix the stadium so you're not walking through pipes dripping on you. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm paying X amount of money for this beer, X amount of money for these tickets, these hats, and everything else. They should have had a boycott of the stadium every single time uh, a plan was presented and it was rejected. That's when you should be boycotting. Ever because, since Bo Jackson got hurt. Yo, it's like you can't try to get your woman back when she's packing her bags. When the a trunk. woman's fed up. The trunk's open. The Uber's there. The Uber is helping her put her bags in the trunk. You can't be out there with roses and candy then. It's too late. You could do all the stuff. You could decorate the house with lights and bells and candles and puppies. She's gone. Hey, Oakland, that team's gone. Vegas is a way. Vegas is going to provide them a better stadium that's going to be brand new, billion dollars in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. It's going to 30,000 people, which you barely went to because you guys were only 8,000 people per game on average. So that's four games worth. So Oakland fans, I, I feel bad that you, you're you losing something, but it's it's been like that for years. Like you were, your team was on the way out for years. And this reverse boycott is creative. It's the first time I've ever heard it in 40, almost 42 years on earth. But I I just don't see how it works because there's no leverage. There's no leverage for you as fans. There's no benefit to the owner selling the team before he goes to the new stadium in the new city. That's just won two championships, two Joe Biden, two major championships in the last 12 months. So quick question. If you had to guess how many world series has Oakland won? Four, they've won nine and 15 pennants. But back in the 70s, so obviously, this is way before this current owner, you know, John Fisher of Gap fame, his parents were of Gap fame. Um, they uh repeat 
They were repeat champions in 1973-74. And Sports Illustrated did an article about why is such a great team playing in an empty stadium. So this predates that owner because everybody years ago. Yeah, because everybody's telling him, sell the team, sell the team. It's his fault. You know, they just made the playoffs 2018 through 2020. They made a movie about the team. Yeah, then they tore it down. So this won awards. So this is what I found interesting. So on t- yesterday, and by the way, you know, Oakland coming into tonight had a major league leading seven game win streak that brought their record to 19 and 51. <laughs> uh, I'm about to look at the scores real quick. They lost today to the to the Tampa Bay Rays, but they had a seven game winning streak. So last night, this reverse boycott. 27,759 people. All right, you got that, right? Monday night, the night prior, while they were on a six-game winning streak, 4,848 fans showed up to the stadium the night prior. So... Here's some more numbers for you, real quick. I'm looking at some. I'm looking at some of them now. I'm like looking at some of the pictures and the Twitter stuff. So I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 uh, 2019, they averaged 19 over 19,000. 2020, 20,000, and then 2021, it dropped to 80, oh, a little over 8,700. The last year, 9,973, and this year, depending on where you look. They average 8,555 or 8,675. So that's Oakland for you right there. So not only that. So I mentioned the nine World Series titles. I'm sure some of that happened in Philadelphia before they moved to Oakland. Um, But 12 times since they've been in Oakland, 12 times they've been last in American League attendance. Five of those are prior to John Fisher. So y'all already weren't coming to the games nearly half the time. This is a California thing. You know, just, what, 10 years ago? The Kings were talking about moving. And then Mayor KJ had to come in and, you know. That that area is, is congested. Yes. And it's a lot going on. And... There, there's so many options very close. It's like, like I live here in Jersey. You have Philly that's close to me. Like it's like a 45 minute drive without traffic. New York, I take the train, but if I drove, it's an hour and some change. But you, you always have traffic. But I could take the train, a 20 minute drive to the train station. I can be in New York in 70 minutes, about an hour and 10 on average, because you have some express change and some train station about 80 minutes, because they have multiple stops. Then you have DC, it's a couple hours. So, like, everything's like right here. There's a bunch of professional teams just in the Jersey area. That Oakland area is the same way San Francisco, Santa Clara, uh, Sacramento, Oakland. That whole area is just you have so much going on. So, it's like, do you really want to go out to the Oakland game? And the stadium isn't new, there's no like amenities. Whereas if you're a Golden State fan, like that arena is incredible. San Francisco, the, the well, it used to be Levi Stadium. I think the naming rights changed for the San Francisco stadiums in Santa Clara. That's incredible. So they were just behind the times for so long. And then coupled with the fact that they weren't 
like a viable team. Mm-hmm. They had a game this year where they only had 2,064 fans. <laughs> There's a going away for the KC-10 on next Wednesday, I believe. We'll probably have 2,000 people standing out there watching that happen, and that's on base in the middle of the day. Yeah. So this is a baseball game. Granted, it was a Monday. I get it, but only 2,000 people. And then you come out a month later and you're 27,000 deep. Like, even if you go 27,000 every game for the rest of this year, it's still not enough. Because, like, where were you at when I was shooting in the gym? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, don't come now because I'm ready to leave because that deal in Vegas is, is getting locked in. They approved these public funds to build the stadium perfect location yeah that's a done deal yeah it's just waiting on the governor you know so so then uh so like i said last night twenty-seven thousand seven hundred fifty-nine. uh so this season on tuesday nights since that was the night that it happened on tuesday nights the a's averaged three thousand nine hundred and thirteen fans the highest more people showed up the highest total on a Tuesday so far this season was on April 18th. So at the very beginning of the season, basically, they were playing against the Cubs, and they got 5,196 people to show up to Oakland. So now, granted, now granted, they did tear down a team that went to the playoffs for three straight years. You know, so I get it. You know, Fans are going to lose interest. You know, they're one of the worst teams probably in baseball history. I mean, I just said they're 19 and 51 or 19 and 52 now. So I so I totally understand it. But all that means to me as a sports fan is cheap tickets, you know, and you got to pick a your litter about who you can go see because ain't nobody else going to the games and you still ain't going to the games. So as I said last night on 2-5 Daily, Maybe you don't deserve the A's in the first place. So then I heard people say, well, the A's are going to go to Vegas. Maybe Oakland will get an expansion team. Well, you don't show that you deserve an expansion team. team. Yeah, you're not going to get a batter chick when you don't treat the the current one well. And and guess what? she lets everybody know. And guess what? Yeah, I'm just going to move right in. Like, no, that's not going to happen. That's not how it works. And guess what? This isn't hockey. This isn't the Las Vegas Knights. Your expansion team is going to be awful. You know, in baseball, the Expos, Montreal is still waiting on a team after uh, the Nationals became a thing. You got Charlotte, Portland, Nashville trying to get into the major leagues, new untapped markets without competitors versus once the A's are gone. Oh, the Giants coming in there. The Giants is swooping all up in there. Some giant fans going to be like a map where the colors change to black and orange versus the green and yellow just yeah. fading away. Yeah, and don't forget, you know, um, even though they stayed in state, you know, the uh, Chargers just recently moved to L.A. You know, like, this isn't Oakland, the Raiders, this is this wasn't their first time, you know, leaving Oakland. You know, the Rams have left a couple of times. So it just seems to be a California thing more than it is an Oakland thing. Like, maybe paying all these taxes and you know all this stuff is just not worth it they got like a mansion tax in california a lot of uh celebrities are moving to vegas a lot Mm -hmm. of people are moving out of their mansions and selling their mansions for whatever they can get for them to get out of california 
Yeah, because they're doing a lot of crazy things. Even Bryce um, Harper from Vegas, you know, came out and did the boohoo for Oakland and like how this isn't right and like all this and all that. And I guess that Bryce Harper didn't have access to these attendance numbers that I just talked about. Well, he could have played for him. <laughs> I mean, they were they everybody was handing out contracts when he was a free agent. He was a real top free agent. It was like, yeah, right. let's get him. And Mike Trout got like four hundred million, and for some reason Bryce Harper took like a thirteen-year, three hundred thirty-five million dollar deal. I don't know. Like I don't get baseball contracts, but he he could have went to Oakland. All guaranteed too, you know. And, and you he know, I, played, but he didn't go. He can boo who all he wants. But once again, just like them fans not going to the games, he didn't go to Oakland. Well, well like I said, you heard me. West. You heard me say it. Like Oakland was one of the teams of my childhood. You know, like uh, the Bash Dennis Brothers. Eckersley. Yeah, you know, Ricky Henderson, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco. You know, they were like, I don't want to go too far. They had, the, uh, had the first, like, black pitcher I can remember. Like, besides, like, mm-hmm. Dwight Gooden, but, like, Dave Stewart. Mm-hmm. Like and a they were, bulky dude, look like a look like a pit bull. Yeah, they were one of my teams as a kid. Like you know, before like you know, I stayed home with the Orioles or whatever. Like the A's were like one of those teams that I like to see do well. I was watching, staying up late to watch the earthquake in the World Series. You know, like all the I have all these fond memories of that the yellow and A's. green just pops. I think the color, I think the color is dope with the yellow and green with the gray uniforms. I think it's I think it's a dope color scheme. Yeah, for everybody uh, except just, for the it Packers. Pops well on TV. Yeah, it pops <laughs> well on TV. The Packers is just too green and too yellow. There's no other like the the A's mix it up with the with the gray. And, you know, yeah. kind of bounce it out. Then they had the the old school. They had the yellow jerseys. You know, like Oakland. Oh, the popping. yellow jersey with the, yeah, yeah. So Oakland it's popping. like, but now they're gonna go to Vegas and probably have the same colors as the Raiders. So I would like for them to change the name. You know, when they get to Vegas, just because if Oakland does end up with an expansion team at some point, you know, I would like for it to be the Oakland A's. But, you know, but the Oakland I'll A's are, change to the Ravens. Yeah. Like, you know, like it wouldn't have been the same if it was the Baltimore Browns. Like they just ugh, like the Colts didn't change their name. But, you know, uh, it was just but the, Colts are, but the Colts are petty because we had our Canadian football team, the Baltimore Stallions. And they took Baltimore to court and said the name was too close. And then they ended up winning the case. And then it turned into the Baltimore CFLs. And then there they go back to Montreal as the Alouettes. But, you know, but yeah, 7,000 people had the green shirts that said sell on it. You know, I do like the fact that all the proceeds, like, well, most of the proceeds from the ticket revenue is going to go to the Alameda County Community Food Bank and the Oakland Public Education Fund. So, so some some good did come out of the reverse boycott. And then, like I said at the end, some people had to mess. It, it's always somebody had to mess it up by throwing stuff on the field. You know, they want a new owner. They don't want the team to leave. But you gotta you gotta yeah, show up. You gotta show up for the team not to want to leave. Because I mean, how many teams can you think of in sports? that would get what, what did we say uh eight times so so eight times less of a crowd that they got in one night and they're gonna stay in that city no one the, like the it's it, i think the system failed at multiple layers either staying in oakland 
might not have been like if you're a businessman, I, I've you know, you get those Instagram clips and like guys from Shark Tank talk about it. it was like certain like certain states you just can't start and maintain a business in because of the taxes. California is one of those states, New York's another one. He's like, most people start their businesses out of Texas, Nevada, places like Colorado, just states that don't kill you with the taxes. So if this owner is looking, been looking at to move, and he's like, listen, give me another stadium. That way, at least the stadium will allow me to generate some revenue, maybe some write-offs. You can give name and rights to the Gap Corporation, which he probably has some allegiance to since his, you know, his parents started or whatever. So you get the new stadium, you give him an opportunity to get some write-offs, a new location. It brings a little bit more appeal. But if the bureaucracy of these deals doesn't go through, he's like, all right, I'm done. I got it. I got somebody over there showing me a lot of love, you know, so I'm a, I'm a slide. And I was like, no, 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 stay, stay, stay. Like, no, it's too late. I'm already, I'm already got my bags back. So I'm already going to Vegas where, you are the you're the show. Like you literally put yourselves as a team, as an owner, as an organization in the middle of probably, if you want to argue, New York City, LA, Vegas, the top show-based cities in America, maybe even the world. Like you're literally in the middle of like a town where people go to see shows. People are outside in Vegas, all the visitors, the tourists, even the locals, granted. The stadium being on the strip might kind of detract some of the locals, but I think they'll show up for the games. Like they show up for the, the Vegas Knights games, they show up for the Aces games, they show up for like summer league and things like that. So stay in California where I got to fight with the, the the state and the city to get me a good stadium, or I send two emails to Vegas and they send me back blueprints for a stadium. They're willing to knock down a hotel for it. They're gonna <laughs> knock. They're gonna knock down a whole hotel. That people are people are in this hotel right now, chilling, gambling, eating steaks, enjoying themselves. And Vegas, like, cool, we'll tear down this whole area and build your stadium right here. Because he's no not a problem. business man; he's a business man, you know. Like, and <laughs> you know, but but yeah, like you know, I just it, it just doesn't make sense. And I was actually shocked the vote, you know, for uh, the A's, you know, through the. I was about to say Las Vegas through the Nevada Senate was 12 to seven. So it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Like I thought it was going to be somewhat close to unanimous. Well, you, I mean, if you're there, if you think, if you're there, you're like, all right, we already got the football team and you know, you might have people might have concerns with just traffic. Mm-hmm. This is already, cause it is like Vegas is dope, but it is a lot of traffic because what you have is a lot of loops that go around. Like you take a loop and then you get to where you need to get through and then you kind of cut through. So it's a lot of loops around the city, like 215, I-15. So like you have a lot of like interstates that loop in and around the city and then getting through the strip, depends on the time of day, it could be quite congested. So it might come with more road construction and they're always building new casinos. Mm-hmm. Like there's always a new casino deal. They're tearing down the old one. They implode an old one. They build a new one almost immediately. Quick. Like I was, I mean, I've been going to Vegas pretty much since 06. The win, the win wasn't finished. The encore was built, looks just like the win that was built. So when I first went to Vegas, the win wasn't finished. Now they got the win and the encore. They're side by side. 
uh, Cosmopolitan was new. The Aria is new. Um, this other place just popped up as new. I think the Cornwell, I think that casino is new. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's like a bunch it's always of always evolving. Always. It's like always. And they, just, they literally put them. Like you'll you'll drive, you go down to Vegas, like watch the like if anybody watches the hangover, watch the opening scene, like the opening credits, and you can see in the background all these casinos being built. You see the scaffoldings and all of those casinos are built now, and there's more in between those. Mm -hmm. Like so the city just builds so quick, and maybe that 12 or 7 vote is like, hey, we already yeah, building enough stuff. Like the mm -hmm. T Mobile Arena, that's new. Yeah, that's new. We just gotta and make sure. And that's tucked in between the interstate and like behind New York, New York. Like, mm -hmm. like when you, like I said, I, I went there and then I didn't go for a couple of years and I came back and I'm like, how they built it was like a whole new place. And it was literally, it's like tucked. It's like, how did they design this? But the people there designed casinos and they, they somehow fit them into these, these, you know, it's, it's crazy how like they can pack these casinos in and how they can build. They build them so quick. Even you would think logistically it'd be tough because you have a whole casinos already built right there. Like now nah, we can get the scaffolding in here. We just build this whole thing up and then boom. Yep. You know, we just got to make sure they got water. That's the only concern, you know, right now. That's it. You just got to keep digging, you know? So, you know, yeah. So like, you know, it's a sad day for Oakland. Like, you know, I've never been to Oakland, but you know, um, Oakland strikes me as a place of like hard workers, grinders, you know, uh, people that, you know, pound the, the grindstone and all that kind of stuff like that. Like all those cliches, you know, and of course, you know, you got Marshawn Lynch, you know, so like I got love for Oakland, but I think I got more love for Oakland than they got for the A's. You know, yeah. that's that's the only problem with that. But, yo, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of show where me and Raph get some <laughs> stuff off our chest. So I don't really have much. Raph is going to piss off, like, at least, like, a, a half of America. So I'm going to let him get to it. All I'm going to say is don't take Bedlam away from too long. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, y'all can figure this out. Like, don't, don't do it. You know, signed. Mr. Rivalry guy. The floor is yours, Mr. Logical. All right. So, like I said, I've talked a lot about being a proponent of women's sports and just giving them respect because they, they made, it was a grind for them. I mean, Title IX was signed in 1972. Uh, you know, and basically it reads it prohibits sex, including, you know, pregnancy, sexual orientation, gender identity, discrimination, any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. And I understand that sports world is supposed to be this 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 outlet for people to 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 join in and you know have you know realistic competition. I'm a Falcons fan. I have friends that are Saints fans, the Panthers fans, and you know we're allowed to take these jabs at each other. You know, Mike's a Commanders fan. We talk about what team is going to be worse. Uh, we have our debates about sports and I literally have a whole podcast to talk about sports. So like, I understand that, you know, it's supposed to be inclusive, but in the same sense, we got to be realistic and we got to be able to say things out loud. That makes sense. 
if you are a boy and you transition and you you made that decision your family's made that decision and you transition to be a woman i understand it's it's, it's i can't i can't empathize but i can see that that could be a very stressful part of your life and you know it it takes a lot it takes a lot of toll on you mentally it takes a lot of toll on your family it takes a lot of adjusting and it takes a lot of accepting from the people probably within your family your community your your friend group whatever the case may be and it's a lot of hurdles to get over and i understand that and i don't want to limit anyone who is who's going through that first and foremost but with that being said that doesn't mean that you get to ignore that there is an advantage when someone is biologically male and they're competing against in the individual women's sports swimming running any kind of throwing any feats of strength competitions any body weight lift any heavyweight lifting competitions you know hand-to-hand -hand combat i mean biological men fighting biological women as trans women in MMA fights. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be dismissive, but I have really big hands. If I were to transition, these hands don't change size. I'm a big, I'm 245 pounds. I'm probably gonna, in a fist fight, I would probably beat up right now. I'd probably beat up a 240 pound woman. And I'm not trying to be dismissive of that, but that's the reality of how I'm physically built. My legs, thighs, feet, hands are big. My knuckles are big. My shoulders are big. If I were to, you know, you have Leah Thomas transition uh, and was on the swim team at Penn, you know, broke records and and beat out biological women in this, this race. And it's like, this is a six foot five, trans, you know, transgender woman, six foot five. How many six foot five girls are swimmers? Just that, just that advantage in and of itself is a realistic advantage. Floyd Mayweather would never get in the ring with Mike Tyson, and they're both men because Mike Tyson has a physical advantage over him because he outweighs him by 30 or 40, 50 pounds, maybe not more when they're walking, they're walking around with John Bones Jones doesn't fight a featherweight in MMA matches. He fights someone who's physically matches up with him. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging, like, listen, we need you to be physically equal in order to compete i can't you can't just allow people to have these advantages and then act as if it's not an advantage because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings don't bring feelings to a facts fight be honest women's sports are for women and i know it could be upsetting to hear it this way but you can have teenage boys who just decide that i want to transition and do nothing other than decide i want to transition and they go run races with all of their every like everything like no pills is just the decision that i want to be i want to transition okay cool you can't compete with girls because you want to transition i know it's controversial but let's be realistic if i literally just put a wig on it doesn't be and i'm not, I'm not like so i'm not trying to be dismissive but like if i did nothing else to change my my body other than say out loud this is what i want to be and then sign myself up for a, a women's competition. Like I'm, I'm still a man competing with women, you know. So I don't, you know, I don't want a show to get canceled. But I also don't want to sit here and just act as if we're going to talk about respecting women's sports 
and giving shout outs to all these women and, and wearing, you know, female athletes jerseys and shirts and supporting them financially by buying NBA, WNBA gear and things of that nature and not having an honest conversation. You have to be honest. It is not a fair fight if a biological man fights a woman in a cage match. It's not even fair if John Bones Jones fought Floyd Mayweather in a cage match. The skill level is not there. The size difference is not there. It's a realistic conversation. So we can have the conversation about why we have weight classes and why a guy can't even fight. If Ryan Garcia would have came into the ring overweight, he wouldn't have fought Javante Davis. And Javante Davis is strong enough to beat him. But because he didn't match up physically to the comp, to the, the the parameters of the contract that they had set, he wouldn't have been able to fight him because it would have been an unfair advantage for Ryan Garcia. But how is it not an unfair advantage for uh, a boy named Ryan to race against girls simply because they want to transition? Like, I just... I just think it has to be it has to be addressed and it we have to be able to have honest honest conversation. You can get mad at honest conversations, but just quantify and qualify to me. Tell me where I'm off out of bounds. In a physical conf- confrontation, Layla Ali would never have fought Lennox Lewis. So I'm saying, let's be realistic. Mr. Logical got a word in his mouth. <laughs> you know, I was reading about, uh, I believe it was wrestling, you know, where high school wrestling, where it was that type of thing, or like track and field even, where, you know, the transitioners were just winning these races, dusting, you know, what we would consider to be women. You know, I try not to use the word female because I got told that that's offensive too. So you know, no, nah, it's not offensive. Yeah, listen, they, words they, are there they, for a reason. The truth. They, they the told truth me. Be, listen, they told me that female truth. strips them of their humanity. And I said, "No, nah, your actions do that." But anyway, you know. Um, so so no. Um, seriously though, like no, one hundred percent. You know, at some point. Um we have to acknowledge things exist for a reason, you know, like even as a pilot, you know, air force pilot or whatever, certain heights, certain weights that you have to fit into without a waiver to be able to do those things. You yeah, know, you can't be six, eight and be an F-16 pilot. You can't. Fit yeah. In. Yeah. You can't be, you know, five, one, you know, like you can't be like there there's these things exist for safety reasons. And, if and you that's lift 40 pounds when I was avionics, you couldn't do the job. There's discriminatory practices that are there for reasons. They're not legal like discrimination. Le- yes. Legal discrimination. Like it's not, it's like, it's, it's I not mean, based it's so on the color of your skin. It's you not based on your money, sex for if real. If you don't make like, enough money, you can't get a loan for a home. If you don't have enough time in your job, you can't retire. You can't pull money out of your 401k until you hit a certain age. Like there's limitations in every aspect of our life. It's not just free willy. You can be told no because there's a limitation on what you're asking. People say, oh, there's no limit. Yeah, there are limits. There's mm-hmm. rules. There's things in place. If you don't like it yet, then we can get it changed if that's necessary. But you have to quantify and qualify why it needs to be changed. It's not a matter of just like, oh, I feel this way. Don't bring your feelings to a facts fight. Right. You know, so there you go. Like Mr. Logical didn't even know he just came up. 
with the title for the episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know Listen, what I mean? Man, but, it's it's like I said, it's it's I know I know it's been politicized, it's it's a left issue, it's a right issue, it's not, it's just it's a human it's a human issue. issue. Yes, it's a it? human issue, it's a, uh-huh. it's a realistic is it's an issue that says you, we, all of us need to have realistic conversations about what's going on. It's not just don't piss in my pocket and tell me it's raining. I mean, <laughs> just keep it a hundred. Like Yo. let people know. Like, listen, you don't get everything you ask for simply because you feel like you deserve it. That's not how it works. Right. 100%. That's not how it works. And and then and then you and you're seeing you're seeing people literally miss out on opportunities because no one wants to speak up. Leah Thomas getting to hold the trophy when they tied in the race because it looked better for the pitchers. For who? She, you know, Riley worked ass off to 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 win that, you know, win that race. Especially when you're talking about a domain like sports, people work hard to get to where they get to in sports. You know, whether like the women that were there before she came along that broke the records and had the records. Like these people worked hard and dedicated, very themselves. hard to get to that point and to that level of competition. Like imagine, you know. I don't want to say somebody's name because then they'll get it. But just imagine a track and field uh, male, you know, a guy went out and beat Marion Jones in a race. Or they beat Flojo in a race or Jackie Joyner Kersey, you know, like, do you know how I would just feel cheated? You know, and I, so I can only imagine how they would feel because women have been fighting for rights and equality, equity, and inclusion for centuries. You know, and st- we still got a ways to go. You know, but, but it we're, just, it we're, just they're the definitely face. setting it back by not by not allowing by not allowing the conversation. Just screaming, oh, you're a homophobe, but you're transphobe. Like, no, I am pro conversation. I am pro intelligence. I'm pro logic. Give me the logic piece. Yeah. Like, and, if you uh, can't give me the logic piece. Don't just scream at me. Like I said, I had a friend of mine from Chicago. He said, empty wagon makes the most noise. And, and, <laughs> and you know, we uh, you know, we started off talking about President Biden and Dr. Jill. So the last thing I'll say about that. You know, since we since we about to get canceled anyway, I'm just go ahead and get this off. You know, saying listen, keep your shirt and your bra on at the White House. You know, saying do that for me. You know, saying if you don't do nothing else, just keep your shirt and your bra on at the White House. But ladies and gentlemen, that is Mr. Logical. We not getting canceled. My grandfather fought in World War II. My father fought in Somalia. Yeah, right next to Drew Brees' granddaddy. Listen. The freedom of freedom of speech, freedom of living, freedom of press. We're not letting that slide. I'm gonna say what I want to say. You can have your feelings. I'm with it. Holler at me with the facts. So, 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 hold, hold, say it one more time. Don't bring feelings. Don't bring feelings to a facts fight. There <laughs> you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We are sports reports is ordered. We will see you next week. We love you, America. Listen to our song. Don't you love this song? I just love this song. It give me those vibes. This is my battle hymn. So we will see you. We love you. Peace.